Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Pet Psychic Radio Show. I'm the producer, I Kusuhara, running the switchboard answering your calls. Call in at 917-889-2693. Here is our one and only pet psychic and host, Laura Stinchfield. Hi, Laura. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everyone. Thursday, almost Friday. Almost Friday. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) You don't work on Friday and Saturday. And Sunday. I said if you don't work on the weekends. I usually oh, yeah. work on the weekends, so it doesn't ever feel like. Right. So. That's true. But That's I love true. my work, so it doesn't ever really feel like work. That's true. Yeah, I work sometimes on Saturday and Sunday, but most of the time I work Monday through Friday, so I like yeah. it. I like so, how's it been going over at your house with the animals? Oh, well, you know, Aloha, our little poodle, who is my mom's dog, went back home because my mom came back from Japan. Oh, right. Yeah, so she was so excited to see my mom, and they were so happy to be reunited. Oh. It was really cute, but I'm a little sad that she's Dad, gone. I'll bet she's sad, too, you think? I think she's a little sad because she loves us, but she gets so much more attention over there. Oh, so, yeah? Should we yeah. talk to her and see how she's doing? Sure. Okay, let me get Aloha. Tell everyone what Aloha looks like. Aloha is a dog I got from the shelter. She was adopted. Um, she's a little white and mostly white poodle. Has a little bit of, like, gray and brown in there. She said that she... She she misses walks and playtime, but she's having a good time with your mom because she feels like your mom is her job. My mom is her job? Yeah, to take care <laughs> of your mom. Is that is she okay with that? Yeah, she said yeah, she's okay with that. She likes that. And she said she also sleeps in normal hours there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> she probably sleeps longer hours because we tend to sleep late and get up early. All right. Yeah. So go to bed late and get up early. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, our house is a little bit quieter, um, but you know, Ripley is enough a handful already, so it's kind of nice to get back to the normal mm. routine. Yeah. What about you? So we're doing good. So I had um so I had one of my friends broke up with her longtime boyfriend and she came over to the house the other day and she said, Oh, you know, I'm so distraught about this and um do your animals have any words of wisdom? And so I wrote this little article on my animals like words of wisdom for my friends. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting, you know, I send it out to a bunch of different publications. And one of my editors wrote back and said, oh, my gosh, this so speaks to me. I'm going through the same thing as your friend. And um, please thank your animals for their words of wisdom. Yeah. So I thought maybe I could read it. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. 
So, um, so these are, are my animal's advice for uh, my friend who just broke up with her longtime boyfriend. Storm, who's a 12-year-old Aussie, says, sometimes you have to let go of people in order to learn more about yourself. Makia, my 17-year-old cat, says, I think that sometimes friends stay close and sometimes they drift far away. Only God knows which ones will be friends that stay. I do know if you follow those friends down a path that you're not sure will make you happy, then it can be trouble for all the good things you have in your life. Mm. It's best to want to follow down the same path together. If you force one to go with you, you might start to fight a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So true. Uh, Serafina, my eight-year-old cat, says, When anyone decides not to spend so much time together, one person is always more sad than the other. I don't know why this is. If you are the one that is sadder, it's best to keep yourself busy. Talking to the animals helps, and so does working on your computer. (laughs) You could try to do something like yoga, but it might make you cry more. And that's a really funny one because when I was getting divorced, I was, like, obsessed with yoga. Uh-huh. And I would always start, like, bawling in the middle of yoga. So that's <laughs> where she got that from. Yeah. Um, Bean, the seven-year-old bunny, says, it's hard for the animals when you realize that someone who cared a lot about you is no longer to come over and give them treats and love. Mm-hmm. There are few people that really like animals, so it's sad for the animal family to lose a person friend. If the person that is leaving stays friends with the animal family, that would be nice. I hope both people are happier apart because that must be the true reason for the true reason they are breaking up. Mm -hmm. Now here's Lucas. Lucas, I thought was really funny. He's an 11 month old poodle. He says, if the people don't want to play together anymore, it's best for them to go away and rest. If they stay together anyway, they may get cranky and they won't like each other. It is important to like each other and to trust each other. If you don't do that, it's better to find another playmate. <laughs> I like Lucas. It's like it's all true, and it's all it's like sounds like wise, but it comes from like puppy. Yeah, puppy play puppy brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's how you would play with another dog. Right. Yeah. So now I did Maya in heaven, and she said, "This is my wolf dog in heaven." Breaking up can be a really hard thing to do on one's heart because when beings are together for a long time, their hearts begin to beat at the same pace. Then that's like that energetic, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you don't actively see a future together, it's important not to be together because otherwise one will hold the other one back or they both will be held back and that would be bad for the world because each human won't be able to grow and heal the world. When it is true love, your souls, your souls won't let you split. So if you're breaking up, lift your chin up and move on. Mm-hmm. That's Ooh. really sweet. I like I that. Know. And now here's Joey in heaven. I can't ever leave those guys out, you know? Yeah. Joey in heaven. I always got to include them. So Joe, And they're wise when they're in heaven. So Joey says, I'm sorry that it is sad, but love is not sad. People often think they're in love, but really they are just comfortable. Not every being finds true love in each life. That's why it's so hard. If people are meant to be be together, they will be. You must be honest, open, and respectful of your ideals and yourself. 
if you are true to yourself and so is the other person, everything works out, whether you end up together or not. Be confident of the future and expect love to flow naturally. Go about your life and have fun. <laughs> Aww. Oh, that one was cute. That's awesome. You know, I've heard of several other people, like through my friends, who have been going through breakups, too. Really? Yeah, so that is very good words of wisdom I think by your so. pets. Yeah, that's great. They surprise me sometimes with their words of wisdom. I know. We can learn so much from them. It's so true. Yeah. Should we take some phone calls? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, everyone get ready for phone calls. Uh, what you're going to do is talk about what your pet looks like and describe your pet, um, what their name is, and think of one question you want to ask Laura. So be ready. You might be first. <laughs> Who's this? Hello. Hello. Yep. Hi. Okay. Hi. Um, <laughs> my name is Sherry, and um, my pet's name is Snowface, and he's a, a white... He's mostly white body. He has um, gray splotches, like, on his body, but mostly on his back. Um, is he a dog or a cat, or what is he? A cat. Okay. And, and um, um, what do you want to ask him? Well, my question is, is um, I lost him on in August, and I want to know if he's ready to come back and back to me and how I will, how am I going to find him? Okay, so he's in heaven. Yes. Okay, and his name is Snowface? Snowface. <laughs> That's cute. Okay, hold on. I'm not ready to come back yet. The world is too much fun to surf around. Mom, you would love it here. There's lots of animals. Lots of pretty windows you can look out of. And I can curl up in your lap here. And I can still purr really loud here. Was he a loud purr? No. Uh-uh. No. I wonder if that is. I was going to say most of his childhood he didn't purr. Oh, he didn't purr. Oh, so maybe he was saying that that there he can purr really loud. But I wonder, too, if that's like a way. I should ask him if maybe. Do you ever think you hear him? I feel him. You feel him. Oh, that's good. Hold on. He says when he comes back, he'll be a really loud purr. (laughs) But I'm not ready yet. And the thing is, though, that's really interesting about the animals, about when they say, like, whether or not they're going to come back yet, it's really hard because time is so different on the other side. So they can say things like, I'm not ready to come back yet. But then in, like, a few months, you could find an animal that, that, like, reminds you so much of him or you feel really drawn to, and it could still be him. Because there are times where, like, there's one part of his, and this is my belief, that there's one part of his consciousness that is, like, exploring in heaven and doing things in heaven, and then that there's another part of his spirit that, or the universe has already kind of set it in motion for him to come back. 
So it's really hard to say whether, I mean, except for some of the animals will tell me, like, they're never coming back, and they say that, like, really definitely. But for the ones that say, like, I'm not ready to come back yet, I'm not sure when I'll come back, we don't really know, like, how long that can be, and that can change pretty much instantly because things are different there. Okay, that sounds good. He says, Mom will know me when I come back. How How will I know him? He says he'll purr for you. <laughs> and I'll touch her softly with my paw. It looks like also like he'll give you this look that you won't be able to ignore. Like like he'll focus on you and kind of touch you and maybe be purring at the same time. And it, it will be like something just draws you to him, you know? And like a lot of people say, like, how will I be able to find my animal, you know? How will I know? It's just like you won't be able to get them out of your head. Like if you leave them... Like, let's say they're at the shelter, if you they're at somebody's home and you leave them, you won't be able to stop thinking about them. Like, when the universe wants you to get back together, you get back together. Okay. He used to give me those looks when we'd be laying and on, he'd lay on my chest and he'd look into my eyes, and that's kind of what I always thought he would do when I found him again. Yeah, I see that. He says also that he likes your new friend. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I just got another cat that we oh, weren't really keep. That's nice. That's mm. funny. Aww. <laughs> Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Cute. Well, well thank thanks you so for much. calling in. Thank you very much. Yeah, you be well. So can you tell me, tell us more about animals coming back so they don't, most of them don't, do they They don't know, or do they get to choose, or do you know how it works? Yeah, well, I think it's different for, like, a, mm-hmm. for a lot of different animals. You know, it can happen in many different scenarios. But, like, some of them tell me, because that's really common, that people mm-hmm. want their animals to come back to them. And mm-hmm. so, like, some animals tell me, like, I will look like this, I'll, be bra- I'll have a brown spot on me, and mm-hmm. I will, you know, come back in April, and... They'll know me, and I'll come back to a place that looks like this, or you know, they can pretty much give you a lot of details. Right. And um, sometimes it like works out completely perfectly, and the animals come back exactly the way they say they're going to come back. And other times it's a little bit like a treasure hunt, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's mostly like when people are like pushing, they want to know all the details, and they want to know it right away, and it's like they try. I think sometimes the animals don't know all the details of how it's going to happen, and so they Mm -hmm. just give me answers to to shut me up. Like, for instance, this one dog said, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be black and white and I'm going to have a black left ear. Mm -hmm. And, um, And so then this woman found this dog that she felt like was her dog and she's like but he doesn't have a black left ear and I said well you know things change you know so like I wouldn't get stuck on it like if you feel like if you get that feeling like you're drawn to them and so then I was going through her file and um one of the the first pictures that she sent me the puppy her puppy was curled up with its mother and the mother's ear was draped so it looked like the puppy had a black left ear. Oh, how crazy. It's 
Yeah, they say things, and then they have to, like, somehow the universe has to, like, make that right. happen. Right. Wow. Or just in translation somehow. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. So, but, yeah, they they can come back. But, like, when Maya, my wolf dog, came back into Luca, my poodle now, Maya wasn't conscious that she was, that a part of her was reborn. Mm-hmm. Like, she was telling me, I'll look like this, I'll be ready to come home in June. But she wasn't fully, like, aware that her spirit was in another body. And um, because I think that I believe that we have, like, different parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, this oversoul. And um, the way Maya explained it to me with Luca, that if she came, if she fully came back into Luca before he was, like, six months, that too much of her wolf imprint would mm-hmm. be in him. I see. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Luca's coming more and more like Maya every day. Like, she, he's, like, more mouthy like she is. Like, did I tell you this last week that I was running? Mm-hmm. I was running, and um, Luca goes running with me, and he's, you know, he's like a puppy. He's just, like, running all over Goofy with his ears flopping. And this one particular day, he was, like, like, really close to me, and he was sort of, like, jumping up on me, and I was like, Luca, stop, and I was just, like, trying to concentrate on running, and and finally I was like, something's up, like, I got to listen to him, so I was like, Luca, what's wrong? He says, Mom, there's something watching us. There's something in the woods watching us and following us, and that was a Maya thing. She knew instantly if a mountain lion was there. Oh, wow. He knew. He totally knew, and where, like, any other dog wouldn't have picked it up. Wow. That's yeah, so he, so it, cool. I see Maya more and more in him mm-hmm. every day. And when I send pictures home to, like, my family, mm-hmm. they even say, they're like, I can see Maya in him. Like, he looks like he has Maya's eyes. Yeah, that's so neat. I know. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, that's really interesting. I guess to our listeners, you just have to be aware of what the message is like are, like, be aware of the messages your pets might be sending you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, sometimes they don't come back. Like, yeah. you know, like, sorry, you're not going to see them again. But it's okay because uh, they're, I mean, you'll see them in heaven. I shouldn't say yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, let's, take, let's take a call. Okay, we got sorry. Chris from California. Yeah. Hi. Yep. Hi. Hi, Chris. Hi. I have a 12-year-old. Um, uh, milk chocolate lab mix. Um, he's got a big white patch on his chest. Um, he's older, um, and I just had to um, say goodbye. Put down his um, chocolate lab buddy Kira a couple uh, about a week or so ago. Okay, and um, they lived in the same home. Yeah, yeah. And Kira was only five. Oh. Um, yeah. And so, so do you want to neurological. Do you want to ask him how he's doing? I want to ask him how he's doing. Like if he wants another dog buddy. He hasn't been without a dog buddy for like 10 years. Okay, and what's his name again? Hershey. Hershey. Okay. Hold on. I see her all the time. Comes in live next to mom a lot. And sometimes she chases a, a like a like a ball off the wall. 
also runs around me in circles. <laughs> I would like to have another dog friend, but not a puppy. I'd like one that's already a little bit learned, like a little bit like knowledgeable. Mhm. Mm I like the idea of getting one that will not jump on me. And someone who's nice around food. I don't want anyone that growls around around food. Do you know someone else that growls at him around food? Um we had his first dog buddy was Gracie, and she would growl around food. They could share; they could have their heads in the same water bucket at the same time. But when it came to food and like chewy bones, um, she would she would get to be a little bully. Like she would take his bone and get real, you know, just, just sit there with it. Like I've got to. Yeah, so he doesn't want. He's <laughs> like Gracie's yeah. that one Gracie's, Gracie's behavior. Did your other dog yeah. use to his balls off the wall? Um, she would take. She would hit. She would catch balls off of anything. Oh, because it was an interesting image. I thought, like off the wall, you know. So, but it's not like you used to throw the ball off the wall. No, I didn't throw the ball off the wall. I bounced it off the floor. And oh, maybe that's what he thing. meant. Maybe I saw the floor and I thought it was the wall. Yeah. Hmm. That's nice. She's around. And he sees her? What happens sometimes is sometimes, like, when the the animals in the family pass away, sometimes mm -hmm. the dog that's living doesn't know what it means when they see the other one's spirit. They think Mm -hmm. that they they get scared because they don't know that it's it's actually someone that they can talk to and still be friends with. They think it's like, why am I seeing, like, an old memory that won't go away or – or why is someone they said the air being won't leave me alone? And so it's really nice that he feels comforted by the fact that she's around and that he he totally understands it. And that's a really good thing for when it's time for him to pass too, because he has a really good understanding of of the other side. Right, right. I I kind of felt like she was around like with him at times because. When she was really sick, he would go lay next to her and kind of comfort her. And he didn't not necessarily do that because she just had a ton of energy and things. And and so, you know, he would go lay next to her and, you know, when she was, seemed like she was in pain and things like that and or the medication was making her anxious and and she couldn't, you know, settle in or whatever right away. And so... Um, That's so, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but well, cool. I was yeah. curious if he wanted another dog buddy. Yeah, he, was, was he actually, would be open to one, but one that doesn't growl. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I on him and doesn't at, jump on him. Yeah, I actually looked at an adult dog today. Oh, good. Um, well, so. thanks for calling in. All right, I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. I'm talking to Kira. So, oh, good. Yeah. So oh, be, great. I'm excited. looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks, we'll Laura. Talk. Hey. Okay. Bye. Aw. Uh, we got Sandra from Georgia. Hi. Hi. Hi, Sandra. 
Hi, I'm calling about my dog, Bristow. Uh He's a mixed child. Okay. And, um, he died in 2008. Well, we were, uh, put him down. Um, he was 16 years old. And I want to know, um, is he happy where he is? And uh, will he be coming back? And if he's coming back, will he be a dog or a cat or another animal? He says he's with a woman that's really loud. Mm-hmm. And she loves to dance with jingles. Do you know who that is? Do you know someone like that in heaven? No. She has long braids and she laughs a lot. No. Um. So sometimes, um, when they talk about people that they know that they're with in heaven, sometimes it can be like a like an like a friend. Or it can be like an ancestor of yours, like a grandma or a great grandma, um, and they don't necessarily need to have known the dog in their lifetime. They could just come because because they love you. So he's with a woman who's um, who's really loud and happy, and she likes to dance. I almost wanted to say. Um, with, with like an instrument that jingles, and so I don't know who who that would be, but um, maybe we'll come to you later, or maybe if you ask if maybe your grandmother or someone did that. Okay. Okay. That's um, possible. Uh, I didn't know my grandparents died when um, my parents were very young. Oh, I really? I know them, right? And your mom is still alive. Yes. Yeah, ask her if your grandma liked to dance. Okay. Okay. So he's not, Um, you don't see it where he will be with her? Let me ask him. Hold on. Okay. I definitely want to come back, but I want to be smaller. And I want oh to be, God. and I want to be fluffy. Okay, but he'd still be a dog? And I want to be fast. Yeah, he definitely will still be a dog. Yes. <laughs> I would I, say uh, he's a big dog, and I always I, wanted a smaller dog. You did? You said you wanted a smaller dog? Yeah, I said if I ever get another dog, it'll be a small dog. Yeah, it almost looks like maybe like a Pomeranian or something. Yeah. Like something really oh fluffy. God. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'd start looking. He's going to come back to you. Oh, my goodness. That's what I've been wanting. He says um, he could change sexes if you wanted. No, Maybe no, I he... like boys. <laughs> Tell him I want another boy. You'll know me when you see me, Mom. Okay. It looks like maybe he'll have the same eyes and maybe like a same marking. Like it will be a similar marking to your old dog. I don't know if all okay. the markings are just one in particular. Okay. It looks like maybe something on the paw or like above the paw. Okay. Tell my mom I have fun in heaven. You would really 
enjoy it. That's interesting. They're sort of saying that to everyone today, right? I know. The same (laughs) things have been coming up. (laughs) Right. Well, thanks for calling in. Let us know when you find them. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Good luck. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. That's been a theme today, huh? Yeah, it is. Interesting, huh? Oh, interesting. Um, In our chat room... A message for you writes, uh, question, do pets see spirits? I babysit a miniature pincher. Uh, He runs around uh, growling at something, and sometimes it scares me. There's a single sofa that he uh, does it to. There's a sofa that he does it to? Like if someone is sitting there. Oh, um, my gosh, how weird is that? Um, Yes, so dogs see all, di- or cats, animals, they see all different kinds of spirits. They can see actually like the, the loved ones that have passed, so like other animals or people that have passed. Mm-hmm. They can see like flashes of light, um, orbs. They can see um, people or beings that are trapped, mm-hmm. like people that are sort of like walking through kind of, they're kind of like in between um, heaven and and here. They can see yeah. really dark beings. Like sometimes they talk about like smoke, um, like smoke getting like a dark smoke getting stuck around fans, or um, like shadow beings is another one that's kind of scary. But like when the dogs are barking at something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be scared of it because. Sometimes, like I said earlier, they don't necessarily understand what a spirit is. So it could be something really wonderful, like an angel or or a right. or a or an ancestor or even one of their friends that they knew, and they're still barking at them. Mm-hmm. So you just want to explain to that dog that whatever you see, it's okay, and you can talk to them if you want. It's okay to talk to them. And... um but if it's something negative, you can actually, like, you know, um, claim your space and say, if you're not here of love and light, you have to leave, period. Right. And they have to leave by, by like, divine law, really. The law so. says so. Yeah, there's, like, this law that says it so. I mean, there are beings out there that are pretty powerful, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's very rare that you come in contact with those. So it's, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're, like, lower-level entities, and if you say you need to go, they go. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah, do that. Uh, that's a message for you, um, a message to a message for you. Um <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, let's take another call before our special guest I caller. Funny. <laughs> Kashara from uh, Georgia. Hi. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? Hi there. Hi. I, I met you a couple um, last month at Yogli Mowgli when you oh, were here. Oh, you in did. How fun. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I was wondering. Um, yeah, I have a two-year-old Yorkie, and I also I just adopted another two-year-old Yorkie from a shelter, and. The one that I have told you that the one that I just got adopted said he smelled funny. He likes them, but he smells funny. And I, I want to know if if he still thinks he smells funny because he's still kind of skittish around him. I mean, I had him checked out. You know, kidneys are fine. Everything I did, lab work and everything. So oh, you did? Good kinda, for you. Good. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 
So he's very he, healthy other uh, than the seizures that he, yeah, he started. When I adopted him two two weeks into it, he had a seizure. So so he's on medication, so he's doing fine. But I'm not sure, you know, are they still, does he still like him? Or? <laughs> did he have the seizure before we spoke? Um, yes, he did. Yeah, because I had one. The I adopted him, and then two weeks after I got him, he had a, his first seizure. And Were you then able two to weeks tell later. him? Did you tell me that too? Did we talk to him about I did. that? I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, we did. And I told you, yeah, he then he had another seizure, and we had him checked out just to make sure. And we're not, they don't know exactly where because we don't have any history on him. Um, all he told you was that he was with an older woman and then some man who used to swat at him off off of a desk all the time. So, oh, I, you know, I yeah, remember so that. I, okay, yeah. so so what we're gonna and, do is tell the one that that you've had that it's okay to be friends with the new one because um, what you might be smelling is something chemical inside of him or you might be smelling the pharmaceuticals that he's taking. Okay. And so either way, no worries, you can be friends, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so what I'm also going to tell both of them is to use their calming signals together, and that's their body language that they use to calm themselves. And yeah, I do that. I tell them that, too. Yeah. The licking, the yawning, the blinking of the eyes. So, right. um, okay, hold on. So he does still smell funny. He says he likes him, but he feels sorry for him because he looks sad all the time. Is that true? He does. Yeah, he does. I don't know how to make them happier. Mom, what should I do? So what could he do to help make the newer one happier? Well, stop barking at him all the time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know let, him, let him run down the hallway first. You know, don't stop him, you know. So he just kind of gets in his way like, no, I'm first, you know. So. Okay, so give him a little bit more leeway. Let him, let yes. him not don't not discipline him so much. Right. <laughs> but maybe he's unhappy because he's being disciplined so much. If I let him run ahead of me, will he start beating me up? No. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> if I play with him, will he play chase with me? Maybe, right? Yeah, maybe. Yes, yes. I, I wonder why he's so unhappy. I, I, I... Which one? Cause... Uh, the new, the, the the adopted one. His name is Milo. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, because he does look he does look sad every on occasion, and I, I'm not sure. Uh, let me ask Milo. I sometimes I feel a little bit lost. Yeah, he does look lost. <laughs> sometimes I'm not sure who's my best friend. Oh. I'm a best friend. Well, you have another dog in the house, and your guys' homework is to become each other's best friends. Exactly. That's and so you do that by licking and yawning, and your your homework is also to have fun. So that's what I would keep telling them. Have fun. <laughs> have fun. Okay. 
okay. homework is to have fun. And so, like, don't make too big of a deal when your other one um, stops Milo from running. Say, remember, yes. your homework is to have fun. Run with him. Okay. You know? Okay. So don't scold yeah. him. Get him right, to- right. Yeah. I, I try not to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll keep just, at it. You know, when you have a rescue dog, it just takes some time. It takes oh, yeah, time. I know. I it know. Can, and he's really it, sweet. So. Yeah, and it can take up to eight months until you actually see their real personality and things go to normal. So, you know, you still have time. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. still does getting he, to know each under, other. Yeah, does he understand what a potty pad is, by the way, Milo? Because he seems to pee around it. I mean, I, I, I take him outside to use the bathroom, but, you know, when I'm not here, he seems to pee around it like he's a Okay, so let's tell him the only on the potty pad. Right. I don't like to put my feet on it. It's slippery. Does he walk on it? He does, and I try to, when I try to train him on it, yeah, he does slip on it. I, I, okay. I okay. want to maybe get him the fake grass. You know, the other potty thing, like the little potty thing that you can just wash off. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll try that. Because I tried the potty patch, but he was afraid of that, so. (laughs) Oh, goodness. He's sensitive. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'll keep at it. (laughs) Okay, keep us posted. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, I hope they get along. It's so nice when she can adopt them, one with seizures. I know. Uh, we have our guest on the line, uh, Tara from No Kill Kern County. Welcome. Hello, ladies. Poor Milo. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Well, so, um, so Tara, tell us a little bit about yourself and your organization. Well, um, I started No Kill Kern County, California last year. I'd gone on Facebook to, you know, basically I was in a situation where I was having to try and save my dogs. Uh, here I am several years later that not only did I save my dogs and end up in a great place because Facebook does have some magic going on there with the networking, but yeah. I started to become more and more aware of what is actually happening in our shelter systems and that 80% of the animals that go into those systems are killed for no other reason that they're, but that they're homeless. Well, is it really 80%? Is that really the, the number? Yes, and, and some are higher than others. Some shelters do better. But the, but the as dismal as all that is, here's the really, and just, just following along your line of, you know, the universe wants you or the universe wants you, and it sends you directions. And there, there is a call to the animal stewards and rescuers on this planet to say, okay, we can change this. There is a better way, but we have to unite and we have to support our local shelters and our local communities. Even though this is a huge thing, it happens shelter by shelter locally, and we can all do something. Mm, that's good. And so what do you suggest that people do? Well, um, one of the first things that I would suggest is all shelters have a wish list. Uh, you know, some of the things are like beddings and blankets, so, you know, nothing that has any batting or stuffing in it because then it's a problem with their drains. Shoe boxes of all kinds are used to put into the um, to the cat cages, so you know they can go in, they can snuggle up. Oh, they shoe- always need leashes, right? And, and they, you can get them at the dollar store. Um, 
you know, and most valuable, the most valuable thing that you could ever donate to your local shelter is your time. Mm. Good. Like walking dogs and cleaning and playing with cats and... Okay, so tell us exactly about, so is this all about, like, No-Kill County? Like, what exactly do you do with No-Kill County? Well, basically, I've been I've been figuring this out as I go. And uh, one of the first things that uh, I started doing was I started attending the Animal Control Commission meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always, you know, we can always say, we've been, we've been operating under this killing is kind paradigm for a very, very long time. We're trying to affect change. We're trying to get people to understand that we have a moral obligation as human beings that created this situation to find a better way than to kill our way out of it. And anybody in any position, no matter what you're doing, whether you're fighting the animal activism war or you're fighting you know, the war against uh, the charges in banks, you have to make a decision that you're just going to keep moving forward and be part of the solution instead of pointing fingers. And the only way this gets fixed is if we come together and say, okay, this is just no, this is a morally reprehensible manner to be able to address the homeless population of animals. And as human beings, we have a moral obligation to fix it better. Yes, I so agree with you. So agree. So tell us about Sid, who is the little uh, chihuahua that you sent me a picture of. Yes, my little. So tell us about him. Well, Sid is part of um, one of the little guys. There's a networking effort that goes on getting dogs out of Orange County. Uh, we, we get them to Washington and Canada, and Sid was one of those little guys that some a lady in Washington saw on the network and um and her and I both saw him at the same time and said, oh, my God, he's tiny. we got to get him out. He's tiny. He's old. Let's get him out of there. So he came here as a foster, um, and I failed. <laughs> he's not leaving. Oh, he's not leaving. No, okay. he's not leaving. Okay, so um, so what do you want to ask him? You want to ask him how did you end up abandoned? Yes. Okay, awesome. So just, um, so normally what we do with the guest callers is that we do a dog that's up for adoption. So since he's not leaving, I would like to ask him what he thinks about this issue. Ah. Okay, can we ask him that? Please do. Okay, okay, hold on. said he ran out with a bunch of other dogs. We ran out into the street. There was lots of us. And we just scattered. So it's like, how? what did he run out from? Because, like, maybe he got dropped off in a car with a bunch of other dogs, or maybe he ran out of a fence. So let's ask him where he, how he ran out. It was like a big crate, and they let us out. There was like six or seven of us. One of us got hit by a car. We were cold. And we were very scared. And then people came and found me. 
And they found another one, too. Was he found with someone else? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I'm happy where I am. I like the kind of food that people feed with their hands. So it's like chicken or something, <laughs> something <laughs> that you would hand feed him. Yes. Let me ask is, him. Is, is, so he was at the shelter. I'm going to ask him what he thinks about this issue that you're so passionate about. I feel like it's so sad for all the dogs. I found that so many of them have the same story as me. You get lost and you don't know why. I had a woman who loved me once, but then someone reached into the car and stole me. And then I got dumped out because they didn't want me anymore. A lot of animals have that same story. Some of them bite in the shelter, but they only bite because they're scared. The shelter has such loud noises that it makes you be in shock to, to noises. And I didn't used to care about noises. Water is also scary because they spray you. And I didn't used to be scared of water. So many dogs are homeless because it seems like there's not enough people for all the dogs. It looks like there's a lot of people. I don't know why they don't all want a dog. Aw, sweet little baby. Sweet. Are you all still there? Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes, I was listening. Oh my gosh, maybe I'm not on air anymore. I'm just talking to myself. I <laughs> know. <laughs> no, we were just paying attention. You're all being I was thinking as I was thinking as you were talking, you know, just um and I'm I'm pretty sure one of the things that the person that I was networking with when we got him out of there, she was talking about Sid being such a talker, and he really is. I mean, he's like five pounds. He was two when I got him. He's five pounds now, and there's this oh. old cartoon character called Baboom, and his that that whose voice was so loud. Yeah. He moved. He would move mountains and stuff with it. So I call him Little Baboom because he's got a bark and he's just a little tyrant. That only loves chicken. Oh, right. <laughs> so that was it. Was interesting that you said that. Yeah. He's a very spoiled little guy. Oh, but, <laughs> but there are so um, the story, especially uh, with the economy, and I'm not making any judgment on, on any babe because it, it's not a matter of how the animals get to the shelters, which we also have to to figure that out so that we can stem the tide at this very basic level and you know one of them is the whole spay and neuter issue and but the other one is is that it's what happens to them once they're in that shelter and how they're treated that that is really I know imperative. those shelters are so 
there um I mean there are so many good ones out there but the county shelters I was a volunteer at a county shelter for a long time a full-time volunteer and at the San Luis Obispo one and um it well all we what all I my mission was every time I went there was just let every single dog out for 10 minutes and mm -hmm. that was like just to be able to accomplish that one task was so difficult. And so those dogs are stuck in those cages for, and my gosh, the amount of adoptable dogs that I saw get killed. It just breaks your heart. Just breaks your heart. Mm. Just beautiful, beautiful. Some purebreds, you know, some, some, you know, great mutts, all different ages. And I think that's what's important for people to know too is that, you can get any age dog, like any Correct. any breed, like, mm -hmm. and they're just there's with many of them. There's a lot of them don't have any behavioral problems at all. No, and, and you know, and it was interesting when she you were talking about the dog that she you know had rescued, and you said that it would take about uh, eight months or so. But but you know, you have to equate it to for those of us that are self-proclaimed animal activists, it really is a bit like a war, and some of these. You know, I mean, I would equate some of these dogs that come out of these shelters as just totally shell-shocked. Yes. So they do take time, and you have to be up for that. But the most rewarding thing that, you know, one can do if you're not up to taking on the full-time commitment, work with a rescue and foster. Mm -hmm. A good rescue will back you with your food, the meds, and everything else, and you're saving a life. That's so true, so true. So true. Yeah. The reason why I say it takes eight months a lot of the times is because what happens with these dogs is, like like Sid was saying, the shelters are so stressful that they become just into survival mode. And, exactly. And what happens is when you then put the animal into a new environment, once the animal starts to feel safe in their new home, then their mind can start processing all the stuff that happened to them in their past. And so they can start to have a little bit of post-traumatic stress that comes up. And so they all of a sudden they might have old memories of their life before the shelter, their life in the shelter. And sometimes you see a little bit of aggression or a little growling or a little irritability or a little bit of fear. But if you give it time, that all goes away. And I think when that pops up is people don't realize that that's what it is and then they return them again. But that they just need to kind of be patient with them and not to overstimulate them too soon. Right. And I, I, I think if people started thinking more along the terms of what, what you have, no matter what breed it is, when you take that animal home with you from a shelter, you have the equivalent of a two-year-old child that had somebody around their life Good, bad, or indifferent, from it was familiar, and now everything is not. It's scary, it's foreign, mm -hmm. and they don't know how to behave in that situation. So your your energy and calmness has to teach them how. Yeah, I, mean, I had a little girl that was like grateful. Cujo. They become so grateful. Mm-hmm. So grateful. So tell us what is um, what's your website and how do people get a hold of you or how do people help with your organization? Well, currently I am just on, on Facebook, but okay. I also have uh, my email address is shadowmaze, S-H-A-D-O-W-M-A-Z-E at yahoo.com. And I'm, you know, I'm interested in, in anybody wanting to get any information because if you don't have a no-kill advocate, 
you can be one. This is now about growing an army of just concerned individuals that say we have to find a better way to handle our animal you know, population. And whether or not you agree with there is an overpopulation of animals or there is not an overpopulation of animals, there is a lack of treating this as a priority and fixing it because it's the morally right thing to do. Yes, I so agree with you. So, Tara, thank you so much for calling in today and, and having us talk to Sid and telling us all about your uh, your wisdom. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. the uh, any any opportunity to uh, to talk about shelter reform and um, voice. Yeah, and Sid's a little sweetie. Thank you, ladies, for what you thank do. Thank you so much. Thank you, you be well. Oh, uh, you know, um, you can find also. I think they have like a website. It's um, I put it in the chat room. No Kill County. No Kill Kern County dot VP Web dot com was their website, but I don't know if she's really running that. So you can find Tara at No Kill Kern County on on Facebook. So look for that. Search for that on Facebook. Great. And guess what time it is? <laughs> is it Stormy's Words of Wisdom? Yes. Uh-oh. I lost Stormy. I don't know where he is. Oh, Storm, are you not going to do it? Storm, come on, I need your text. He's outside. <laughs> he was sick of hearing about the shelters. He's like, not that, that that's not interesting, but I think he doesn't want to be, doesn't want to be sad. <laughs> what happened, Storm? I'm not sick about hearing about that, he said. God, I shouldn't speak for him. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Stormy. I just had to go to the bathroom. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Storm, what's your words of wisdom? I got a massage today. Yeah, and how was that? Is Do you have words of wisdom about that? I feel a little sleepy, and I think it's important to rest when you're sleepy. I think so, too. Storm, is that your words of wisdom today? The whole massage thing is important for dogs. It is? Like, like what do you want to say about that? I just think that every old dog should have one. I agree, Storm. <laughs> Storm he, sounds like uh, he's a little out of it. He is. You know, but he's he... relaxed. He, he's relaxed. <laughs> he has a massage now every two weeks. Oh, and that's I, so nice. I really think it's helping him. Mm-hmm. Like he's got more hair growth, and you know he's got an extra clip in his step, and he, it's amazing that like once every two weeks how it really helps. Yeah, that's awesome. You know when Ventura used to get um, all his treatments, you know he was going through all kinds of stuff like acupuncture, chiropractics, and nice. water treadmill. And he would come out of that stuff when he was done. Well, not the water treadmill because that's the workout and they'd be tired after that. But, like, especially after acupuncture or chiropractics, like, he would totally have a different move. You know, he was, like, walking with more energy and he'd be so, yeah, so good. Yeah, so, so good. Let's ask Ventura for a word of wisdom from heaven. Okay, okay. Ventura is my uh, Dalmatian who passed away earlier this year for our listeners who might not know that. 
I have some words of wisdom for people who are sad about their dogs in heaven. We're really not sad, so get over it. <laughs> we have a good time here. And if we're sad, it's because you're sad. The best thing you can do is go for a walk and to know that we're walking with you. Hmm. I see that all the time whenever I'm walking in the hills. I, you I do, sense, really? I really sense him walking with me, yeah. So I can I share something about your life? Sure. <laughs> go ahead. I had book. a psychic tell her that she's going to be starting to see spirits more. <laughs> you already have been. I know, so, but I'm still in denial, so. I know, but I think you need to get over it and you need to start talking about it because <laughs> <laughs> because this is the perfect venue to talk about it. It's true. You know, I always know I always felt that I was never intuitive or I never I'm not in touch with all this sort of, you know, psychic spirit like woo-woo stuff. So, I leave that up to you. And then I found out that I'm, I I guess everyone, if you're open to it, you can sense these things. But I'm still, like, having a hard time accepting it for some reason. Well, can I share about your friend, how you saw your friend? Sure. So I saw her friend the day he passed away walking on the street. She didn't say hello to him, but she was sure that it was him. But she saw him after he had passed. But I didn't and know. You did, yeah, she didn't know that he had passed yet. But you were 100% positive you saw him. Yeah, I was 100% positive it was him. And then I kept telling everyone, I guess I'm the last person who saw him. But when we got the report back from, I guess, the coroner's office or whatever, whoever does the medical, you know, autopsy afterwards, mm-hmm. um, when they after they found his body, they found out that he was dead long before I saw him. So he it couldn't have been him i mean it couldn't have been physically him yeah but it was him yeah so amazing yeah that's the first time i really noticed that and that's why when the psychic asked me the other day she was like have you been seeing spirits (laughs) and i was like oh my god yes i have like who asked that that's so weird So, yeah, it can happen to any one of you, apparently, and I'm still working on accepting it, and I think the more I accept it, the more I'll be able to communicate with animals and such, so. Right, and you're doing a good job communicating with the animals, don't you think? I think for someone who's kind of not open to it, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you're not open I'm to open it? I'm open to it, but it's not... Me, you like are my biggest supporter. No, I'm open to you. I'm saying for me, I don't believe in my own ability. Oh, ah, you do it so naturally. (laughs) Well, thank you, and thanks to everyone for joining us this week. Uh, We'll be on next week on BlogTalkRadio.com. You can always join us in the chat room. Uh, We might be in there for a couple minutes after the show, and you know, if you have any questions. Email us at the Pet Psychic, oh no, I'm sorry, Pet Psychic Radio at gmail.com. And go to Laura's website, thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.